2: Oh, glory, glory, glory to your name. Oh, we thank you today for your anointing in this place. We thank you today for your presence in our midst, Father. We thank you today, Father, for your healing anointing that's here in our presence, Father God. Oh, your zoe life, the life, the life that God knows, the life that God is and it permeates this room. It permeates our bodies today. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. (laughs) Oh, sei le combro preche shikete, lingre tamba ba ba ko poko shikete, ingle totoro sipre. Ha ha. Oh, you're worthy. Oh, you're worthy. He he la pop 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 ko shombo dorosite. Ha 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 ha. Hombo ko poko shikete. Thank you heavenly father. Oh, we thank you heavenly father. Oh, we magnify you. we worship Oh, we bless your holy name in this place. We bless your holy name in this place. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. His presence is here today. We know that we bring him with us. Oh, but he's manifest. I said he's manifest in our midst today. Oh, glory, glory, glory. We We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Glory be to God. Father God, right now, we thank you, Lord God, again, for your healing, anointing, your Zoe life of God to permeate his body in the name of Jesus. We just agree together and connect with their faith, Father God, for the work that's already been uh, been completed in Christ and it's being carried forth in this body. But right now, we just put our jumper cables, glory to God upon his body now in the name of Jesus and his OA life fo- flows to every fiber, every cell of his being in Jesus' name, every uh, nerve corrected, every vertebrae corrected, Lord, glory to God, God. the spine, Lord. glory to God, the spinal column is normal, the way God created to be, ah, glory be to God, the thought processes, ah, in Jesus' name, every, everything like God, <laughs> every part like God created in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for that anointing. Yes. Oh, we thank you, Lord God, for that Zoe life right now. Oh, Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yes. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Yes. I said, Hallelujah. If you're here today and you have a situation in your body, I want you to put your, your hand on the place. I want you to put your hand on the place of your body where you're having an issue. Glory be to God. <laughs> mm. Glory be to God. The stripes that were put up on the back of our master. The beating that he took that his body was so beaten to the place where he didn't re- resemble a human. Oh, it was done for our healing and it's complete. So we receive it today. As you place your hand there on that part of your body, then I declare and decree right now that sickness must leave. I forbade the spirit of infirmity to stay. I command you spirit of infirmity to leave in the name of Jesus. You have no place here. Flee these people's body in the name of Jesus. I put you on the run by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ and by the healing that he provided and by the stripes that were placed, placed upon his back. Then we command you to leave in the name of Jesus. And I command healing to flow, healing to flow to every part of their bodies right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Heavenly Father. We praise you for it, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord, that it's part of our inheritance, it's part of our covenant, that we're not trying to get something, but it already belongs to us. It's already on the inside of us as a believer. So we draw up out of the wells of salvation. (laughs) We draw up out of the new man in Christ. We draw up out of that new creation (laughs) that's made new in you, that's made one with you, that's complete in you. We draw out of that man and we command that anointing and that Zoe life to flow out. To flow out to every fiber, every part, every muscle, every tissue, every organ. Glory be to God. Oh, thank you, Lord God. Yes. Yes, we thank you for it. We receive it done and so in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Well, hallelujah. You can be seated if you can. Hallelujah. You don't have to leave here the way that you came. I know we say that, but it's the truth. How many of you believe what the word of God says? How many of you know that God is on the throne today? Did you hear me? I said, God is on the throne. Yes. Hallelujah. And the finished work of Christ is complete. And how many of you know he's not mad at you? So that means you can come and receive everything that you need. Amen. Y'all not too excited about that. I said, you can receive today everything that you need from Christ because it's finished. Amen. You remember, we've been speaking on the subject of honor and that's not our subject today. We're going to that's reading up Dre. You said, why are you dressed in your pajamas? Well, I'm gonna tell you in just a, just a moment. But you know, when we honor the things of the Lord, we come with an expectation. That's right. Expecting to receive what we came to receive. Amen, I what we need. Yeah. He's already provided, but we need to come in a, in a spirit and an attitude of expectation. Because it's in direct correlation to our faith. Amen. But if you just come in, well, this is Sunday. Do you hear me today? If this is just another Sunday. We're coming to do our religious duty, then you'll leave the same way that you came. But Jesus himself, glory to God. Do you know how much he loves you? I mean, we can't even comprehend it. If it would have just been us, just you, just one of us, he would have went to the cross and suffered the death and the beating that he took, separated from his father for a moment. The sin of the world put upon his back. That's how much he loved us. So today that we can stand before him is a child. Glory to God. A child of the king. Glory to God. So you're special. I don't care what you've done, what you've been through. I don't care what mistake you've made, where you've missed it. I said, in the blood of Jesus, yes. you cannot see it. It doesn't even exist. Amen. That old man's been completely destroyed. Amen. Amen. But you have to choose to identify with it. Glory yes. to God. Amen. So we make a choice. We identify with the new man in Christ, who we are in him today. Amen. Yes. Well, hallelujah. I'd like to welcome you today. We've got some uh, special things to share with you. And I will tell you the reason I'm dressed in pajamas. No, <laughs> Actually, this is a... Uh, 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 National attire of, uh, from India. Uh, they don't wear it necessarily every day everywhere they go, but this is uh, some things that they would wear. We've, I purchased this on my last trip to India. Uh, Emily's got some things uh, uh, there that she purchased, so we, we thought we'd just, we're going to talk about it. We might as well dress like it, amen? <laughs> and share, just a little, give you a little uh, insight into the culture there. But we're excited today to share. Uh, so many of you here were involved in, in, in the trip uh, through financial support, through prayer, and we want you to give you a, a taste of what happened. Let you see some uh, pictures and some short videos, some things that, that took place there. Amen. Mighty miracles, mighty healings, mighty salvations. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. It's, uh, you know, uh, I believe the end is, is drawing near. It's close. Amen. But the church has a job to do. Amen. 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 And I believe there's a great harvest that's coming forth. Amen. One great missionary said one time, he said, I don't believe that we deserve to hear the gospel twice if the rest of the world hadn't heard it once. Right. Amen. And there's many places, and uh, you know, a lot of times we don't know, we don't, because it's not something that we necessarily study about or read or meditate on on a daily basis, but we're going to share some statistics with you today and some things. Uh, you know, there's, there's many people in the world that have never heard for the first time. You say, how could that be in a world with the internet? How could that be in a world where so many missionaries have gone forth? How could that be? Well, it's, it's possible, and it's true. Amen. And whether it be at your neighbor, whether it be at the workplace, uh, we have a job to do, and it's called sharing the gospel, amen, it's called the Great Commission, not the Great Suggestion. Amen. So uh, it's blessed me so much uh, to see my, my daughter Emily uh, pursue the call and some things that God's placed in her heart, she's, uh, many of you know she's uh, part of Global Ventures and we're gonna give you a clip here in just a minute that explains a little bit about that ministry. Uh, this, she's in her second year of internship there with the ministry and God is uh, able to develop some gifts that's on the inside of her already in the area of photography and, and, and video and I was able to, to go. This is our first trip together. This is my seventh, I think, mi- seventh mission trip, I believe. This is my first one to actually be able to go with Emily, which was just a tremendous blessing within itself to see her in operation, to see God using her. And I was able to take some pictures of her in action, uh, of her taking, me taking pictures of her taking pictures. <laughs> but it blessed me the most, and I'm not going to steal the thunder. I'm going to share a little bit later just to see her lay hands on the sick, to see her sharing the gospel with just boldness, you know, to go up in the group. I mean, we went to the streets and we walked right up in the group of, of men gambling, you know, I mean, 20, 50 men there on the ground gambling, playing cards, and we just walked right up in the middle of them and start playing music and, hey, we got something we want to share and, and just start preaching the gospel. Amen. Nearly 90% of them got born again when they heard about the goodness of Jesus and they wanted to know, they wanted to receive. Amen. So it, it blessed me to, to see that. And uh, so I'm going to, she's going to come now and share some things. Come on up, Emily. Uh, let's give her a hand as she comes. Here's her.
1: Thank you. Um, like you said, my name is Emily. Uh, I grew up in this church, uh, for all my life. And I moved in 2017 to Oklahoma to be part of Global Ventures. Um, and I wanted to thank Pastor Eric and Michelle for, um, Well, for letting me speak today, but also for everything that you poured into my life. And I don't want to cry. It's just the beginning. So, um, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, Thank you to a lot of people in this church for supporting me. I know um, many of you have been praying, and a lot of you have given financially. Um, I was able to go on um, three mission trips in this year. I went to Ireland, Peru, and India. And um, so, uh, yeah, and I could not have done that without all of y'all. Uh, so, thank you very much. Uh, and I wanted to show this video. Well, actually, first, um, there's a picture. That's John and Martine Smithwick. And they're the founders of Global Ventures. They founded it in uh, 1998, the year I was born, actually. And um, so, uh, yeah, they're the founders. And I want to play this video about um, uh, thanking you for everything you've helped accomplish this year. Thank you so much. Um, so that was the recap of the whole year, um, so now I'll tell you a little bit about India. Um, so uh, me and Daddy went to India in November, if you'll put that picture of us up. Um, we went to India in November and um, we, took about t- we took a team of about 42 people with us. And while we were there, we we were able to minister to people in streets, markets, and and, in mass crusades. Um, When we're there, we call them festivals. Um, And this is one trip that I'll never forget because it was truly a place where people had never heard about the gospel. Um, You'll go up to people in the streets, we'll do our presentation, and um, we'll ask them if they've ever heard the story before. If you've ever heard the name of Jesus, and they'll say no. Um, so it was really awesome to be able to tell them for the first time. Oh, I don't want to cry. <laughs> um, uh, this area we were in was in the Punjab state, which is in the um, northern part of India, close to the Pakistan border. And um, they're Christians, or really anyone who looks foreign, they're um, kind of scrutinized because. Um, Christianity—they don't want Christianity to be spread there. Um, so we had to be very careful when we were over there. Uh, we went under a tourist visa. So while we were there, we did we did touristy things. Uh, we went to the Taj Mahal and the Golden Temple. If you'll play that next, the next picture. So that's the Golden Temple. Um, it was very beautiful. The sad thing was, um, while whenever we were there, there's a lot of people bowing down to the Golden Temple, um, hoping hoping that gods would fulfill their needs um we could not share the gospel there because there's a lot of people there um we weren't we weren't in the right setting to be able to share it um because that was the beginning of our week and if we blew our cover right then then we wouldn't be able to share the rest of the week um if you'll go to the next picture um we went to the Taj Mahal also um it was it was way bigger than you would think um it was beautiful Um, So yeah, we went as tourists. We went to touristy places. So that way we were telling the truth. We were tourists Yeah, if you'll go to the next picture Um, So we we were able to go into schools We couldn't share the gospel in schools, but we did invite them to our festivals that we had Um, We we were able to give out tickets to all the children that we um, spoke to but we did do um, culture exchange programs I have a a dollar in my hand right there on the other side is the $20 bill. We talked about Andrew Jackson and how he had a hard life, but that he made the right choices, and um, that if they make the right choices too, that they can have a good life. Um, we also do an, um, an example with a dirty dollar, and we we have a clown with us too. Daddy was a clown one day. Uh, it was pretty funny. <laughs> he did a good job. Um, but we um, we have a dirty dollar. We. Um, we ask them like what kind of things can you do with this you can buy whatever you can buy so many things but we'll crumple it up we'll step on it we'll have the clown spit on it and we tell them that um, even though so many bad things have happened to this dollar it's still worth so much Um, you can it's still worth the same amount and um, we we tell them that um, they're valuable that they have worth and um, so that's, that's what we share with them when we do that. But we also give them our tickets. And so that way they'll come to the festival and they'll hear the gospel. Um, if you go to the next next one. It's just it daddy as the clown. You'll Go to the next one, please. Yep, uh, that's a took a little selfie with some of the girls from a school. Um, it was, I really liked going to schools because you got to pour into children's lives. Um, if you'll go to the next picture, um, so we also did street ministry, that was probably my favorite part. Um, and I loved seeing my dad do street ministry, he's very bold. Um, and I know, I know y'all see him minister here some, and um. He's, it was just awesome to see how bold he was. It encouraged me uh, made me want to be more bold also. If um, you'll so go to the next one. Um, we do uh, a presentation with three cards, and uh, it's, I think it's like a number two, a number ten, and the middle one is a king of hearts. Um, and it's like a little magic trick if the person pulls out the middle card on the, uh, on the other side will have a picture of Jesus. And we ask them if they want Jesus to be the king of their heart. Um, so that's just an example of what we do. Um, we'll go to the next one. Um, this is. And as we pray. Jesus will put His hand where your hand is. And he will heal you right. now Um, so this is probably some of my favorite parts when we do street ministry is praying for healing, um, because people people there are so desperate for healing they. They pray to gods, ask them to get healing, but, you know, that doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, and we have, we have the true healer within us. Yeah. Um, and we, when we go to do street ministry and I, when I'm praying that prayer of healing, I know that, um, I know that God's there and that people are going to get healed. Um, so, yeah, I love, I love doing that. And then this is a picture of um, this lady in the blue. She came up to me to, um, for healing and, and I'm not. Re- I don't really remember what it was. I think it was her back. But um, I asked her if she, when we did the prayer of salvation before the healing prayer, if she asked to have Jesus come into her heart. And she said no. So I asked her if she wanted to do that right then, and she said yes. So, um, and a cool thing is when when you start to pray for healing and miracles start happening, it it draws more people in. They want to know more about what you're doing. Um, so miracles are really a testimony to to God. Um, she'll play the next video this is me leading her to to Christ I want to serve you I love that video. it was a great moment one that I won't forget um, we go to the next one um, so this is a little boy um, one of the many little boys in this little market area it was a very poor area there was cow poop all over the ground because they just let cows go everywhere because they think their ancestors have become a cow so they don't want to kill cows. Um, so it's really sad the oppression that's there because um, because they don't have God they they live in darkness um, so there's there's cow poop all over the ground um, this little boy he had snot just dried to his face caked on there and the flies would land on him and he wouldn't shoo him away he would just let him stay there because he was so used to it um, so um, I just I love this picture because he looks so um, sad and desperate um, but. If you'll go to the next one, um, this is him listening to the gospel with him and all all these other children that were there. Um, It makes me want to cry just looking at it, but um, it was awesome getting to tell these little kids about God, and um, I know for sure that they asked him into their hearts uh, because, um, so I was, my main job on the trip was to take pictures and videos, but I, I did also get to preach the gospel, but, um, we came to this one um, particular place one day, and then I actually got to go to it another day because not the same people are going to be there. But um, anyways, I went to the same place again, and I saw some of the same kids, and they um, they were like, Emily, Emily, they remembered my name. And I, I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, that's so awesome. And then God told me, um, it's awesome that they remember your name, but now they remember my name too. And um, whew, that was... It's awesome. They these little kids know God's name. If you go to the next picture, um here's another picture same same moment, but these little girls were saying the prayer of salvation right then. We go to the next one. Um and this is someone else took a picture of me with the little little boys. Um we go to the next one and there's a little selfie. <laughs> They're really funny. Um Okay, we'll you go to the next one. Um another way we did ministry was our crusades um we did about three crusades that week and there's more crusades that were done by the locals that were there um but uh the crusades were awesome because there's thousands and thousands of people that would come and we call it a family festival and that draws more people in we um on our tickets we have prizes that you can win and um you know that makes people want to come because you can win a prize Um, But uh, it's really awesome we have um, We have entertainment at the beginning And then we go into our gospel presentation And um, so right here This is people asking God into their hearts We go to the next uh, video Thank you for making
3: me a child. Amen Hallelujah how many said that prayer for the very first time tonight in that way, raise your hand and have big
1: at Yes! Wonderful! Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
3: We are saying Hallelujah because that's saying many, many praise.
1: I don't know if you caught that, but he asked how many of you prayed that prayer for the first time. And did you see all those, those hands that came up? That's, that's why we do what we do because all those people prayed that prayer for the first time. (sighs) Um, Let me go to the next one. Um, Hold on one second. Um, Oh yeah. And at the crusades, we also pray for miracles because we know that God, God's there. He's going to show up and, um, So uh, we pray for miracles and we expect miracles to happen. And this is a video of a man. um, he, uh, He was really excited that he got healed too. And you'll see that in this video. He dances around. Because he um, he had been having problems for a long time. Will you play that video? He's a driver, and since the last one month, he had a very severe pain and could never drive.
3: Control. The injury and pain was so great. He could not never bend down. Look, look, look at him. Wow. Everybody, driver has.
1: He was really excited, um, and we know he asked Jesus into his heart, too, so that's just a, it was, just, it was awesome, um, and uh, yeah, um, that, that music, they played at the crusade whenever something awesome would happen, so, and it was, whew, it was very loud, but it was great, um, will you go to the next slide, we also did water filters, we handed out over 100 water filters to people who needed them in a the certain village, I don't know if you can tell, but that's where they live these little these houses that are made of like cloth and um not not what we'd want to live in um, so we gave out water filters to them we taught them how to use them and um, while we were there we also preached the gospel to this whole village um, we go to the next picture and that's me preaching to them. We have different parts of the gospel and it's we have it to where it's really simple so that way everyone can understand. Um, because the gospel is simple, it's not complicated. Um, we go to the next picture. That's Daddy preaching to them. Um, you can see the house is more too back there. But that's a lot of people in that village that we got to preach to. Um, we go to the next one. This uh, That's Daddy on the right. The man in the middle was our translator for um, one of the teams that we had. And then the man on the left was the bus driver for um, the team that Daddy was on, and throughout the week, our bus driver would um, he would go bring people to where we were preaching. Like we were, we would be preaching on the streets, uh, giving our gospel presentation, and um, and then we would do the prayer of healing. And our bus driver would see people who needed to be healed. He'd go grab them and bring them to us, and um, so it was awesome. He was being a part of sharing the gospel, and he. He didn't even have God in his heart yet. So, at the end of the trip, um, Daddy asked him if he wanted to have God uh, or wanted to accept Christ into his heart, and he said yes. So here's a, a picture of that happening. It was awesome because um, we had built built up a relationship with him. Um, his name was actually Lovely. So, um, if you go to the next one, that is um, the team. Uh, the bus driver is in the red shirt. Um, yeah, we had a really great team. Um, and we go to the next uh, and even after uh, our main team left there's a few people who stayed back as our um, post trip team and they um, so on our, on our festival tickets people have to fill out who they are their number and everything like that and um, the people who won prizes we kept their tickets and um, we called them to see if we could have a visit with them and um, so we got to visit with all the people who won prizes, but some of them said, um, well, I live in a, in a home where my father won't, my father doesn't approve of this. I had to hide my prize that I got because he doesn't approve of it. And um, so we, they actually had to meet at someone else's house, and, um, but we um, presented them with a Bible in their own language, and they're going to start a Bible study at this man's house. Uh, we go to the next one. The same one. It's a different house, and the man on the left is a pastor. Um, so when we're there, we actually um, we actually connect with pastors before we go, and um, so that way we can, when after people get saved, we can lead them for some, we lead them to a place to go with more believers. Um, yeah, that's it's really awesome to know that what we started there is going to continue on. We go to the next, um, and this is um, people asking God into their hearts. It's um, you probably can't zoom in but I might show if y'all want to I can show y'all this picture later but the expressions on these on the men's faces they're so um, like just touched and they're you can tell they're really um, they're really asking God into their hearts Um, so yeah and they're but you can tell by their headwear and um, our team who was there they talked to them before they they were devout um, Sikhs it's a different religion um and um, but they asked God into their hearts that day, um, we go to the next one. So on that trip, there is twelve thousand one hundred ninety-one salvations and one hundred fifty-four healings. So that's what y'all are a part of. I'm so thankful. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. And um, we also we were able to share the gospel with over seventeen thousand people. Um, so those are all those are seeds planted, and it's just going to keep multiplying in that area. Um, and really. Uh, we go to the next one. Um, that's just a little selfie I want to show to say thank you again. Um, but um, whenever I was there, I always I kept thinking like, well, we didn't see any other Americans, no other no other race besides the people who were there, except for our team. So they don't really have people who come visit them. They don't have tourists in that area that we were in. So they they didn't have anyone tell them about the gospel. So. Um, I kept on thinking, or probably it was the Holy Spirit reminding me, if you weren't here um right now, if your team wasn't here, then these people wouldn't have heard the gospel. And you never know when they'll die. You'll never know um when they'll um go either to heaven or hell. Um so right then we were able to to have twelve thousand one hundred and ninety one people go to heaven. For sure, they we know for sure that they will go to heaven, and we know that um, there's other people that we when we whenever we preached, we might not have seen their mouths moving um, because they're probably too afraid that they would have persecution about um, being Christian. So um, we know that there's a lot more people who just who are saying the prayer to themselves, and um, I know this is what I what I think. I think that God's not going to turn anyone away for not saying the prayer out loud um, because. He loves he loves everyone so much um he sent jesus to die for us and jesus went through a lot um so yeah that's that's why i do what i do and um i'm very thankful for everyone who sent me and prayed for me and thank you for all your encouragement and support um, and this is what you're a part of you helped um, with the salvation of 12, 000, over 12,000 people in India. So thank you very much.
2: Thank you. Love you. Glory to God. I'm just going to share real briefly with you a few things that, uh, that uh, touched my heart while I was there. Uh, I've shared a few with you already, but I believe it'll bless you. You know, a lot of times the Western world has a different uh, mindset uh, concerning missions a lot of times, you know, especially people in the church that think, well, you know, even what we just shared, what Emily shared, they say, well, how do you know those people really received Christ? You know, maybe they just said a few things. Maybe, maybe they just mumbled something and they didn't really receive Christ, but I've, I've got a few questions or a few uh, ideas I'd like to present to you. You know, when Paul and Silas were in jail and they had the jailhouse rock and they got out of jail, then you remember what happened to the jailer that was there, right? Yeah. What did he say? He drew his knife or sword to kill himself. And they said, oh, wait, 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 We're all here. Don't do that. And, you know, and it was such a testimony a witness to him. He, you know, he, he won't know. He said, what must I do to be saved? And they said, call on the name of the Lord. Amen. Now, how much time did he have to go get everything right and do everything perfect? And, you know, and go feed the, the, the poor and, and, and give to the, to the needy and, and, and live a perfect life. He didn't have much time. They just said, call on the name of the Lord. Is that right? But in these, in these crusades and these family festivals, <clears throat> we show the uh, Passion of the Christ video along while we're preaching the gospel. We do actually uh, act out skits of different gospel, uh, parts of the gospel. And a lot of you in the room, I saw Amy back there, she's been on one, Scott and Tabbs have been on one. And uh, so they know what I'm talking about. But I mean, we preach the gospel so many different ways that by the time it's over, they, they have an understanding of who Jesus is and what he came to do. I mean, because, I mean, if you, if you can watch the Passion of the Christ and not get an idea that this man loves you, and that he gave everything for you, and uh, so we show that along with what we're preaching at the end. And then when you work with people one on one, like she was saying, when you see their sincerity and the look on their face and how they're actually listening, of course you've got some, you know, that are you know kids in the back, and there you could hear what she was praying with the one lady. I mean, there's cars going by and people are building stuff and kids acting up, whatever. That 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 happens anywhere. But I'm telling you. If you call on the name of the Lord, the Bible says you'll be saved. Amen. So we tell them about the good news of the gospel. But real quick, I just want to share a couple of things with you. This trip was so important to me because uh, I've had a heart to go to that area for many years. Uh, back in uh, 2015, I wanted to go to Nepal, but I wasn't able to for uh, different family reasons. wasn't able to go, um, but I was able to go to India. And God has put this region on my heart because, one, he's got a sense of humor, the business that I began Years and years ago, we deal a lot with people from India. Probably 85% of my customers are from India. And sometimes we we, we kind of butt heads a little on things. But, you know, God's really given me a heart toward uh, these people because, uh, because he loves them. He cares for them. And they're lost. And if they don't know Jesus, one day we know what will take place. And he loves those people. So it was very important to me that I was able to go... Uh, and I've already mentioned this about Emily, to see the gift of God develop in her was so tremendous. Seeing her leading people to Christ and how bold that she was. That one video I saw when she was praying over the sick and those men were standing there putting their hands on their bodies. When we came up to that particular place, you know, we were riding around looking for somewhere to go. It's almost like a SWAT team. You know, you're in a van. Like, okay, can we stop here and share the gospel? Can we stop over here and share the gospel? So we pull up and we jump out. And I was like, well, let's just do it right here. We get up there. I mean, these are, these, you know, 10 to 15 men. They're playing cards and gambling. You know I mean? they they don't, they don't want you messing with what they're doing. I mean, they, you know, they're doing what they're doing. But in the middle of that, right in the, in the gambling, the love of Jesus manifested, healed their bodies. Salvation was, was offered and they received. And even during the prayer of healing, you can see the man there in the middle, man, he had his hand on his back and he was putting his, you know, they were putting their hands on the places of the bodies where they were hurting and they got saved. So it just blessed me to see the boldness uh, uh, of Emily and, and the team there. And it was just so amazing to see people come come to Jesus uh, she mentioned the bus driver uh, he was he was bringing people to be healed he was going out and getting them and recruiting them and he was able to lead him to the Lord there at the end and uh, that, that was amazing but uh, there was a, one particular healing that stood out to me there was a man that came forward on the street for healing we asked him what, what's, what's your issue what's your problem he said well I have teeth problem. problems in my teeth they hurt all the time and he said I can't really drink water I don't know if you were with us that day or were you, were you with us I know you had to do some pictures with other teams. But. So anyway, he comes up and he says, my teeth are really hurt me. So we said, well, has anybody got any water? And we carried water with us everywhere. So we went to the van and got a, a liter of water. Of course, we laid hands on him. We gave him the liter of water and said, drink some water. Because we always tell him to test you test something. Was you hurting in your back, your foot, your eye? Can you see better? Test it. And uh, So anyway, he, he drank the water. And he was like, tch, tch, tch. you know, he was sloshing around. He's like, he... Pour some more in, slicing around. Now this is a liter. Mind, you, it's a big bottle of water, and he keeps on drinking, drinking. He stood there and drank the entire liter of water <laughs> in front of us on the street. We got it all on video, and uh, no, no pain in his teeth. And what was so amazing about it, the bus drivers over here watching that. I think he he might even brought him up there. I think it was the one that he brought up there. So when it came time to lead him to Jesus, it was so easy. I mean, it, I mean, he's like, of course, you know, I want to, I want. It was just so easy. So that was one of the, one of the I mean, he, he drank that entire <laughs> liter of water standing there. But probably the uh, two instances that, that uh, behind stage one night, uh, as the program was going forth in the main crusade, I was back there with a young man. And we, we constantly had to keep people from coming up in the back of the stages. Uh, you know, kids wanna run up and just, drunk man, I got two drunk men off the stage one night. Uh, you know, you just have to keep them, keep them away. But this young gentleman came up and he was a Sikh uh, Muslim which they wear, you know, the turban, everything on their head. And he came up and was sitting down beside me. So I just started to talk to him and he could speak a little bit of English, ask me a few questions. And, uh, well, of course I'm going to lead it around to Jesus. And he said, well, I don't know who Jesus is. I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you here? He won't know why we're doing what you're doing. And we have to be careful sometimes about, you know, who we tell, what we do. I mean, it's evident we're preaching Jesus, but I didn't know what he was up to. You know, I didn't know if he, uh, you know, one crusade in Bangladesh, we had to evacuate uh, immediately because there were some threats that had been made, and we had to like within ten minutes we were gone. the van's gone. Elvis is a cold word. Elvis has left the building, and when Elvis came down as a cold word, we got in the vans, we left but uh, so I was kind of listening to see what he was talking about, but anyway, he was a real deal. he just wanted to know what we was doing, so I began to share Jesus with him. He just looked at me puzzled and funny he 's like well, i i, I don 't understand i don't know what you're talking about, but all of a sudden, as I just shared the simple gospel with him and told him about how much God loves him, all of a sudden. When I started talking about Jesus, light came on on his face and it just brightened up. He said, wait, 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 wait a minute. He said, I saw a movie one time. He said, they showed it somewhere I, and I saw this movie. And he hadn't been to the Crusades yet. He just came up the back street. And he said, it, it, was, a, it was a film about him. Y'all have heard of the Jesus film. And he had seen the Jesus film. And as I began to tell him more about Jesus, it's just this light came on. This bright glow came on his face and it began to make sense. He said, oh, yes, he's the one that I saw on the movie. He's the one that I learned about and that's who you're telling me about and immediately, you know, I asked him, I said, you can know today and the whole time I was praying with him or talking to him, his cell phone was in his pocket. Yeah, they have cell phones there and it was ringing and he said, he'd get on there, just a minute, just a minute. slam it up, put it in his pocket and i go back to gospel, you know, he'd come out, hey, slam it, and put it in his pocket. Well, I look over at the fence and his buddy's over there calling him and I asked him, I said, is that your buddy keeps calling him? He said, yeah. But he was wanting to go. You know, he was wanting to go and do whatever he was going to do. But he, I, I didn't let him leave. I was, I was getting the man saved. So anyway, he wound up praying and receiving. And he was, he was very uh, uh, adamant, very, uh, uh, you know, interested in what we were doing. He was very sincere about what he was doing. He asked Jesus to come into his heart that night. And that was one of the, the high points of my trip. And then also the video that you saw when he said, is this the first time that you've ever asked Jesus to come into your heart? And when they did, it just thousands of hands went up and I panned, that was me, actually took that video, I panned across the crowd, and those hands went up and they were waving. And a lot of these places that we go, they haven't even heard for the first time. When they pull the card out, it's got Jesus' face on it, they don't know if that's Uncle Joe, or Jesus, or some man you know that with a long hair and beard. And a beard, they don't know. And so we're able to tell them that's Jesus. And it's just, it's just amazing to see uh, salvation come and the miracles that come like that. Uh, we got a short video that I want to show you. We've got about 15 minutes left, 10 minutes or so, maybe not even that much. Uh, I want to show you just two short videos. One is a video from a, a, a group called Issachar. It's the Issachar Initiative, and they have done studies about different unreached people groups in the world uh, and just bring some attention and awareness of actually how many people are, are out there that have never heard, how many people groups, and what we can do as believers and as a church to pray, to give, and to go. Uh, and we're going to talk about it at the end. There's some uh, opportunities this next year on uh, four different trips that Global Ventures is going on. Uh, The information will be on the screen. There's also some information on the table out front that looks like this and uh, that's available to go. I'm gonna mention that at the end, but go ahead if you got the video set.
3: Today, there are 2.3 billion people in the world who call themselves followers of Jesus. There are five million churches, 43,000 denominations, and 12 million Christian workers. Yet 99.7% of all ministry financial support goes to building and maintaining the existing church. Only 0.3% is spent on extending the reach of the church. What about the Lord's great commission? His command is clear. Go and make disciples of all nations. What is our progress? Have we been obedient? At this point, there are 4,000 languages with no written or oral scripture, 3,000 people groups with no missionary, 1 million villages with no church, and 3.5 billion Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, and secularists without Christ. Over 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to this earth on a rescue mission. He came to save the lost. Why hasn't every people group been reached?
0: I couldn't believe that there were that many people around the world who didn't know Christ, not because they didn't want to know Him, but simply because they'd never heard.
3: Something has to change. One of the things that has... Impact me the most is that the kingdom is so much bigger than what we see in North America. When David became king of Israel, God raised up a group of men and women who understood the times they were living in. They were a small group of 200 families, but they knew what Israel should do. It's time for a new generation of Issachar leaders, men and women who know what the scripture has told us to do and are committed to finishing the task of world evangelization.
1: As far as taking the gospel to the world and to the unreached people groups and the places
3: that are hard to reach, that are resistant to the message, I think it does not depend
1: on the people there. It depends on everybody together.
3: For perhaps the first time in history, the fulfillment of the Great Commission could become a reality in our generation. We know the people groups who have no missionary the villages and neighborhoods with no church, the languages without scripture. They're real people with real needs, and they need the gospel. This is an incredible time, so let's be a part of the whole church, taking the whole gospel to the whole world. The Great Commission can be fulfilled. Will you help extend the kingdom to all unreached places in the world? Are you a person of Issachar? How long must these
0: groups wait
3: until they get the gospel it's been two thousand years i think it's time now to give them their chance
2: Net zero is what their vision is to be zero unreached people groups that's what their vision is, is not not one unreached people group left this next video is uh actually from global ventures let me share it real quickly giving people an opportunity to be Jesus, be the hands and the feet to the, to the earth. Amen. Uh, real quickly, before we close, I want to, you've already seen the scripture and you know it by heart, but uh, we know what Mark 16, 15 tells us. It says, he said unto them, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. One translation says to, make, to publish openly, to make it known to every creature. So that does include our neighbor, does include one at the workplace, but it also includes the ones that we just saw on the other side of the world that have never heard so we may not be called to, to go, but we are called to help. We are called to pray. We are called to sin. We're all called as a body of Christ to do some part to get the gospel to the earth. Amen. Amen. We know that in James 5, 7, it says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, to the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman man waited for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it until he receives the early and the latter rain. There's a local church here in the U.S. that got involved with the Issachar group. And they said, you know, what can we do to, you know, to, to help one of these unreached people groups? So they were doing a, a Bible study on the book of John. And some of the people in the church said, well, this is the third or the fourth time that we've done this particular study on the book of John. And they had this uh, a book that was printed that was the Gospel of John just by itself that they used for the study. So they came up with the idea and said, OK, well, if we've heard it for three or four times and these people have never heard the gospel, what can we do to get it to them for the first time? So each person in the church took one one verse of the Bible, they sponsored that verse to have it printed in the language of this village. and They sent it, had it printed, published, sent it over there, now that entire village that had never heard the gospel before has a printed copy of the book of John. They did that with one village, now they've done a second village and they're on their way to their third village of having that done It's just a small church in the U.S. that decided to to get involved so we can all play a part. And you are, you are a part. What you saw, and uh, we're thankful, as as Emily mentioned for Pastor Michelle, that. uh, for what they've instilled into us, the vision they've put in us, and for the support as a church family that y'all have given and done, it's just tremendous. And uh, that's the reason we, we love to share with you, and she wanted to share what has happened. Um, if you've got that last photo to put that up, and I'm going to read, uh, we're closing with this one quote that I want to give you. This is, I know we've done a study on this book before. This is T.L. Osmond's book on soul winning. It says, uh, A prominent soul winner once said, Let the cross be raised again at the center of the marketplace, as well as a steeple of the church. Jesus was not crucified in the cathedral between two candles, but on a cross between two thieves. At the crossroads, so cosmopolitan that they had to write his title in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. That's how many different nationalities of people that were there so the son of god was crucified that kind of place where the cynics talk smut where thieves curse where soldiers gamble because that is where he died and since that is where he di- what he died about that's where christians can best share his message of love because that is where real what real christianity is all about amen, amen. hallelujah He said, Christians have evangelized the sanctuary, the classrooms, and the pews, but only in recent decades has there begun to be a rebirth of evangelization uh, to the unconverted world beyond the walls of the church sanctuary. The Osbournes believe that committed Christians will write the last glorious chapter of the church in action as they rediscover first century soul winning principles and emulate their example by sharing Christ and his love with the unconverted world. The concepts expressed in this book Encourage communication between church insiders and world outsiders, in homes and schools and factories and marketplaces and streets, out where humanity hurts most, uh, where only Christ's love can heal. There's nothing equal to the dignity and self value of being part of God's plan. So we know what 2 Corinthians tells us in chapter 5. It says, We've been given what? The ministry of reconciliation. We've all been given that ministry to reconcile others back to Christ. So there's no equal. Uh, uh, there's nothing equal to the dignity and self-value of being part of that plan. Sharing the gospel, winning souls, out amidst suffering people that need our witness, they need our touch, they need our ear, and they need our attention. The seed is the word of God, the field is the world. We are laborers together with God. Jesus said, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. The Apostle John said, as he is, so are we in this world. Paul said, God has commanded us in, uh, unto the, or commended unto us the word or ministry of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. And he added, this is a wonderful news that is now spreading all over the world. And we have the joy of telling others. Amen. Amen. Right here. I just wanted to share this with you. Uh, this is uh, from global venture. This is just, this is what I had in my heart to connect to. Uh, the Lord told me many, this is not all of what he's called me to do by any means, but it's part of what he's called me to do. It's to promote the gospel. And he told me, uh, he spoke to my heart one time. And he said, you, you're, he said, you'll be willing to go. He said, I know you're willing to go to places that some people don't want to go. Uh, sometimes it's not convenient. It's not fun. It's not a vacation. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, we eat things that it's not convenient to eat. Dennis went with me one time. He's had some guinea pig down in Peru, some alpaca and llama and different things that we eat. It's not a vacation, but it's a calling and it's, it's, a, it's a commission that is given us. And uh, so, like I said, we all have a part to play. We can get involved uh, these are some things the reason I've committed to, to Global Ventures is because I know they do things with excellence. I know their heart. I know they're committed to disciple people. Don't just go get them saved, but you disciple them. You connect them to a local church if available and you establish churches, plant churches, and they have a plant in place. They have a harvest plant in place for years to come uh, when they go into a place. So these are the trips that are available. Uh, I know Emily will be going on these trips. Uh, I'm looking at possibly Bangladesh because uh, that's where I went last year uh, with Global Ventures to Bangladesh. We're going back again this year in October. But, uh, I just encourage you to become a part either in going. You say, well, I've never thought about going on a mission trip. Well, pray about it. Ask the Lord, is this something that you want me to do? Because you can go, I've seen little ladies from 70 years, 70 years old, go up 16,000 feet in the mountains of Peru and preach the gospel. Uh, to, you know, 13, 14 year old children go on trips and preach the gospel. So pray and ask the Lord what you should do. And, uh, you said, well, I don't have the finances. <laughs> well, I don't even know God loves the lost, and he provides. Uh, the first mission trip I ever went on was in 2001, I believe. Was it, Scott? Was it 2001 or two somewhere in there? We went to Peru, uh, and we went with a local church in, in Birmingham. Well, I had a particular individual come up. We, I was kind of organizing the group in the church, and there were several people that it was interested to go, and they'd kind of sign their name down or whatever. But a lot of them came and said, I just, I just, the, the, the deadline's approaching. I just don't have the funds to, to do it. So I guess I might have to take my name off the list. But I had a particular individual tell me that whoever signs up for the trip and they wanna go, they believe God's called them to go and they're doing their part and they're trusting God, believing God. When the deadline comes, if the funds aren't there, they let me know and I'm gonna make up the difference for whoever's on the list. But they said do not tell the people because they want them to believe God and trust God not in the arm of flesh, not in man. And so I, could, I didn't say anything. But for the ones that wanted to go and believe in God to go, the funds were already there before the deadline even came. So God's interested in the lost. Amen. So I just encourage you. Thank you for your attention today. Uh, thank you for your support for Emily. Also for myself as we've gone and she's continuing to go. And as I go for your prayers, we love it, each and every one of you. And if, uh, if we can help any questions on any of the trips, like I said, there's a brochure in the back that you can pick up. that has got all the information on there. Amen. We love you. And you like Pastor, would like to say something? Praise God.
0: Thank y'all for. Uh, <clears throat> always thrilled to get to see Emily every time she's back. Always ask her, "This is the end." Now you're coming home, right? She she leaves again, so. Uh. Gives us a big picture because sometimes we live in a world where we we forget because we do what we do and we and uh, I think Matt was reading those statistics and T. L. Osborne said, you know, uh, ninety. <laughs> 6% of the population, isn't that what the United States is, 6% of the world's population. Here's 94% of the gospel. That's just not right. And this nation has probably done as much, probably a whole lot more than most nations have. But somehow we, if we've never been there, been outside of our realm, it's easy just to not really connect. And you know, sometimes a picture helps us to do that. Um, uh, I wanted to add to what Michelle said to begin the service. I want to thank you for our last week. Y'all were very generous to us. Uh, over and above, actually we were shocked um, But uh, Thank you very much for your generosity I appreciate your prayers uh, Going all the way through, going all the way over So, uh, I'm not someone Who likes to rest, but uh, There was a couple of days, it looked like the best thing to do So I did, And you know, we got good help sir. So I appreciate uh, uh, Everyone who's prayed and helped And uh, certainly for Pastor Matt's Kind of come in and the ministry don't have to slide back at all, does it? He just keeps going forward, so Next week, if I can, I'd like to spend just a few minutes. uh, Maybe we'll tag team or whatever, like uh, be our our, uh, new year. And uh, I've already got some things about the new year. And God's always got plans. You know, I don't know if God looks at it from December 31st to January 1st. I don't really think he does because he's just always in now. But sometimes, since we're in a way of thinking about new, then he'll talk to us because that's how we see things. So, Um, and here's a suggestion this is the last day of the year. Um, if you got it in your heart, I wouldn't let a missionary come in the house, even one in school, who's been around the world, who may not be out doing this every day, but, you know, school's a big part, and school's a big expense, and, uh, did you, you flew here, right? Um, yes. So when you went to the airport, did you just tell them you are a missionary, so they said, well, get on free, oh, yeah, you, not oh. should have me you a missionary. <laughs> One of the best places I found out through the years to sow seed is into a, to a missionary. Yes, right. hmm? Why? Because you connect with the heart of God. That's right. hmm? God's heart is what. So if you want to connect, and then uh, you ought to you ought to buy a missionary's lunch. You ought to, if you can, buy an airline ticket. If you can't, you just. You pray and and you bless them. So if it's in your heart, don't let her
1: get out of the building without doing something good. Amen? Amen? God bless you.